Happy Sunday! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I feel like I'm getting ready to sell something. Alright, so, happy Sunday. Good to be with you again. Glad you're watching. What a blessing it is, no matter where you're watching. I just left it as Sunday, morning, noon, or night. It's up to you. So, glad you're watching with us. And I appreciate that you're going to go ahead and share it with somebody right now. Yes, you are. You're going to hit that share button. You're going to hit the like button. You're going to hit the subscribe button. And uh, because, look, especially on YouTube, if you do the subscribe button, it definitely helps us out. It uh, will help us with getting an easier way, an easier link to get to YouTube. And it'll help us get the videos out further. And this face right here is going to be on it. I mean, come on. All the more reason to help out, right? <laughs> Uh, that's not pride. It's just me being funny. Because it used to look better. Anyhow. So, go ahead. Let me know who you're watching with. It's it's always good to see who you're watching with. No matter what platform. If you're watching on Facebook, share it with somebody. Don't be a jerk and hold it all to yourself. Don't be greedy. I like to be shared with other people. So, share yourself with some other people. Some friends, family. If you got enemies that you don't like, by all means, please... Share it with your enemies because I'll probably upset them and they might even get saved and then maybe they won't be an enemy anymore. And I think that's just genius. And then it'll, it'll work on your heart too. So go ahead, do that. Share it with the people. Like I said, give the thumbs up, the likes, and all that fun stuff because it does actually help us out with being able to produce uh, the videos on a, a wider scale. Uh, Sarah told me yesterday... That there is a possibility we might be getting some of this put on TV too. So, that broadcast all over the world. So, uh, believe with that. Uh, believe us for that, with that, uh, that that all comes about. So, that was just a, a possibility. So, it, it's out there. And because we were talking about it, and then lo and behold, Sarah reaches out and finds somebody. So, we might be putting some stuff on TV. I'll let you know where that's going next. Toward the end of the video, I got some other exciting things that we we just got some permission on yesterday, last night, sometime in the latter day, or yeah. So that's uh that's what we got going on. So I'll be hitting that up at the end of the video here. So stay tuned and don't fast forward ahead. Watch the whole video because I knew somebody's like, oh, psh, I'm gonna find out what he's talking about now. Fast forward. Don't do that. Don't be a jerk. Stay here. And if you did fast forward, you probably missed all that. But when you came back, now you heard it. And ha, 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 I got you. <laughs> Caught you cheating. Neener, neener, neener. Alrighty. So today, everybody's looking at me weird. I got the whole familia in here with me today. So everybody's laughing at me and looking at me. They're not laughing with. It's more of a laughing at. So... That's what's going on here today. So I'm, I'm having a little more fun with today. Let's see. Today I got that Jesus was baptized, which means he's obedient to God's laws. Matthew chapter 3, uh, 13 through 17. So Matthew 3, 13 through 17 is where we're going to be reading out of today. Again, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. So that's what we're going with. And another attribute of Jesus is he's obedient to God's laws. And you, you'll see it in here, and you'll see how he demonstrated for us, and we'll pull apart some of the uh, meaning behind it all. So I'm excited for it. Y'all ready? Let's hit this and get it going. 
All right. So Matthew chapter 3, 13 through 17, the Bible says, Then Jesus left Galilee to come to Jordan to be baptized by John. But when he waded into the water, John resisted him, saying, Why are you doing this? I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. And yet you come to me, come to be baptized by me. Jesus replied, It is only right to do the, all that God requires. Then John baptized Jesus. And as Jesus rose up out of the water, the heavenly realm opened over him. And he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of heaven and rest upon him in the form of a dove. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky, saying, This is the Son I love, and my greatest delight is in him. All right. So, you're seeing right there where Jesus got baptized. Now, to go back just a little bit, right before that is where John the Baptist was saying that, uh, that he wasn't the Messiah. I'm paraphrasing this. I'm not the Messiah. There's one that's coming who's greater than I am, whose uh, shoe latchet I'm not worthy to undo or untie, however you want to look at it. So, and obviously he was speaking of Jesus. So, hence the reason... When Jesus gets into the water, John the Baptist is like, what are you doing? You should be baptizing me, not me, you. Okay? All right. So let's pull it apart a little bit. This is Jesus right before his ministry is uh, getting started, right before it, like, takes off. And you see this is where Holy Spirit comes on him in power. And this is where it, he takes him. This is where the miracle signs and wonders, everything is getting ready to flow out of this moment. Because after this, he goes into wilderness, fast, prays for 40 days, tempted by the devil, and, and then it just it takes off from there. So you can see the steps of progression that happened in Jesus' life. And it came from the fact that he was obedient to what his father wanted done. Now, how does that apply to you? Because these are attributes of Jesus, and if Jesus is on the inside of you, these can now be attributes of your life, right? These are the things that can be flowing out of your life and mine. All right, so that means that there's going to be time where you're obedient to what the Lord wants done, the things that he wants to do. There's, there's steps of progression to get you to the point to, uh, what do you want to call it, your main goal, or steps of progression all the way through your life until you breathe your last breath, or Jesus comes back, whichever one comes first. And the way the world looks and the way the signs are going, it looks like he's coming much sooner than much later. But... Nobody knows, so be ready. All right. So Jesus waded into the water. John resisted him, saying, he said, Whoa, 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 buddy. Why are you doing this? I'm the one who needs baptized by you, and yet you come to be baptized by me. So you got a couple different types of baptism that are going on here. You've got the, the water baptism that Jesus uh, goes with, and then out of there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus is the baptizer of fire. And I'll go through and we'll point out a couple different things here. The baptism in the water is the signifying of old things stopping dying. Now, Jesus didn't have any sin. So for him, it was just symbolic of, hey, this is boom, new stuff happening from here. Okay, but for you getting baptized, it's, it's an outward declaration of what's actually happened in your life. When you get baptized, you go under the water. That's you dying. Boom. And you may die if the pastor holds you under just a little bit longer than is needed to have oxygen in your body. So make sure you're good with your pastor before you get baptized. Because if maybe you got beef with him, 
I'm just saying. He might, or she, might just keep you under a tad bit longer. And you may get to see heaven briefly. But if your pastor's good, he can raise the dead too. So, I mean, there's that. And just something to think about. Make sure you're in, in good standings with your pastor. So he's not like, and under. If you have to thrash and everything like that while you're under, your pastor's probably mad at you. But take heart. He's going to bring you back up. Or she. Okay. Maybe they'll bring you up in a rope around your neck. I don't know. But nonetheless, you'll come up out of the water blessed. All right. So it signifies the old you dying. Again, be good with your pastor so it's not you actually dying. Signifies the old you dying and you coming up out of the water. You're what? Washed. Because when you come out of water, you come out cleaner than what you went in. Right. So you're washed clean. Totally clean. And then you start your new life. Amen. And I, there's been people that have come up out of the water, baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues as they come up out of the water. So that's it's pretty awesome. I've had the privilege a few times of baptizing people, and, uh, and it's it's really enjoyable. I uh, This one particular time we did an outreach in, uh, where was that? Charleroi in Pennsylvania. And uh, set up a kiddie pool, filled it with water. And... A woman got saved that day, or, or recommitted. I think it was a recommitment, and she got baptized all at once. She, most of the people that got baptized came prepared. They brought some type of swimming trunks or something, and uh, but this lady just jumped in with her clothes. She's like, "No, I need baptized right now," so she jumped in with her clothes on and, and got baptized. It was uh, it was pretty awesome because you could like see that it it really it touched her. It it was like the the seal of what she had already done. She popped up out of that water, and well, praise the Lord. That's all I can say about that. It was, it was really awesome. So, praise God for uh, the baptisms. But Jesus uh, is setting the pace right here. And what you can see happens is what Jesus replied: "It is only right to do all that God requires." Then John baptized Jesus. So there was obedience on both of their parts. There, the obedience of Jesus to be baptized by someone that, that people could say was lesser, right? Because Jesus was the one that baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. All right? And then you also see here John's obedience to baptize Jesus. He didn't sit there and argue with him. He stopped him initially and was like, well, you should be baptizing me. He's like, no, this is what the Lord wants. All right, then. So John wanted to be a part of it, too. So there's always two parts of people being obedient to do what the Lord wanted them to do. All right. So then John baptized Jesus. And as Jesus rose out of the water, the heavenly realm opened over him. And he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of heaven and rest on him in the form of a dove. Then suddenly the Father shouted from the sky, saying, This is the Son I love, and my greatest delight is in him. Okay. So Jesus went down and is coming up, baptized. Heaven opens. And. The Holy Spirit came down like a dove. Now, here's something that I always find kind of interesting. In this passage, the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus like dove. He's baptized Holy Spirit. Comes on him like a dove. This is where the power is coming. Out of what? The obedience, correct? Now, you can see in Acts when the um, apostles, disciples, when they got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, what did they have above them? Cloven tongues of fire. That's how it's put in the King James. They had tongues of fire 
that were above them. And what I find interesting is the difference in how the Holy Spirit came. So with Jesus, he came as a dove. Why? Because the dove is a symbol of what? Peace, right? So peaceful. He comes and rested on peaceful things. He come and rested on someone who was pure, who was holy, who was out without blemish. Okay? He, the Lamb of God. So you have two animals of peace there. The dove and a lamb is peaceful, right? You don't see many lambs with like switchblades holding people up. So, <laughs> one of those things you say and you're like, I don't even know why I said that. But, so it, it's a peaceful thing. It's because Jesus was pure. He was holy. He was without blemish, without sin. So the, the dove came on him in a peaceful symbol. Now, in Acts, how they come? How the Holy Spirit come? Like fire, because Jesus is the baptizer in fire. What does fire do? Fire burns. It consumes, right? So on the uh, apostles, on the oh, actually it was more than the apostles. There was 120. So on those disciples that when the Holy Ghost came, what's that doing? It's burning out all the trash and nonsense that's left over in their life. They had been saved when Jesus breathed on them back toward the end of John. He breathed on them, and they got saved in that time. Now they were separated. The Holy Spirit came. Now he comes in power on them. The power burns out all of the other nonsense that was going on in their life. All the fear got burned out of them in that moment. That fire came and fell. Because you've got to think that Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times. Now they all denied him, but Jesus or Peter was the one that did it three times. All right. So And he denied it before like little girls and stuff. So there's that, the same Peter. Now the day of Pentecost comes. Boom. Holy Ghost falls. Fire. Burns out all that fear and apprehension. Then they go outside. And they're doing the Holy Ghost. People are hearing their language and they're, they're hearing their speech in their own language and tongue. And then they preach. Peter stands up with the other 12. So they all, or the other 11, they all stood up together. And he preaches the Pentecost message with fire and people get saved by the thousands what happened that fire burned out all of the fear and apprehension that they had from the crucifixion seeing the resurrection happen hiding out because they don't want to get killed and now all this comes fire burns out everything like that so the holy spirit showing up in fire is the one who burns out all of those things the baptism in the holy spirit is one of the best things that you can have you get Holy Spirit when you get saved, right? You can see that there's two separate instances. The Bible says that Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit, received the Holy Spirit, <sighs> breathed on them. Jesus breathing on you is different than other people breathing on you because his breath probably smelled great. All right. So um, Jesus breathed on them, received you the Holy Spirit. So they got the Holy Spirit. They were, they were saved. They were repentant because Jesus died and rose again. So salvation was theirs. And then at the day of Pentecost is when the baptizing, the full infilling, overflowing of the Holy Spirit came. Like they had a cup that was halfway full, and then it was like, go, 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 filled to overflowing. When the overflow happens of the Holy Ghost, things start changing in your life, and it impacts the life of the people around you too. That's why I said before that your life is a life that has impact in it. I don't care who you are. 
It's a life that's lived in some type of impact. And what the Lord is doing in your life is actually going to affect the people around your life. If you're a lazy, silly slap, people are going to see you're a lazy, silly slap, and you're going to cause more lazy, silly slaps. But if you're a person that loves the Lord, and you're full of the Holy Ghost and fire and doing what the Lord tells you to do, then that's going to overflow on the people around you. They're going to get touched with the love and the passion and the fire of God themselves. Salvation will come to them because you've been obedient, and then the Holy Ghost can fill them to the more tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostals, taking the fire of God and stretching it out all across this world. Hallelujah. <gasps> That's good stuff right there. Why? Because Jesus was obedient. He was obedient to every step of the way of what the Father wanted them to do. Jesus himself said, I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it. I don't do anything unless the Father tells me to do it. Paraphrase. So that's how Jesus lived. So Jesus being in our example, Jesus being in us, because when Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you, he, Jesus is in there too. He's on the inside of you, waiting to grow big, waiting for you to listen, waiting for you to follow His path. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if He's a lamp unto your feet and light unto your path, and there's a, this is the way, walk ye in it. These are all Bible things then there's a pathway that's laid out for you to walk, and the Lord lights it by His Word. Hallelujah. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. In other words, every step that you take in life is a step that He orders, and it's up to you on whether or not you follow those steps. If you're a righteous man or a woman, if you're a righteous man, then if your steps are ordered of the Lord, then you're going to love Him and you're going to follow the very things that He wants you to do. See, all of this flows out of the desire that you follow of the leading of the Lord. It comes from the fact that you love Him and you want to please Him and you want to do the things, and that all flows out of the fact that you love Him because He first loved you. Hallelujah. See, I get excited. I talk fast. So I hope you're keeping up. You might have to stop this video, rewind it a few times if you're taking notes. I suggest you do. All right. So he descended like a dove, but Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Spirit came different because it's different. Different things for different people are needed. Fire does what? Burns out things, consumes things. And then what else does fire do? It ignites things and sets them off. What, you think about a rocket ship. There has to be the ignition for that fuel. That fuel gets consumed and launches that rocket into space, right? It's the same thing for you. It gets it, That fuel in you, Holy Spirit, gets ignited by that fire. And then that fuel starts burning. All the nonsense is burned away. And then He's thrusting you out to where your destination is. See, I'm telling you the things that God will do. I'm telling you the different attributes of Jesus. The rest is up to you on what you lay a hold of. If you don't want to believe me, then fine, don't believe me. I'm giving you stuff straight out of the Bible, and I quoted I don't know how many scriptures already. So you, you take it into consideration that what I'm trying to do is not lead you into uh, uh, less. I'm trying to get you to go into more. This is what I, I love to do is take Christians and push them into more and not only Christians but see people get saved and immediately start pushing them out into what their destiny is because that's what I like to do.
It's one of the reasons why I do the videos, because I can reach a lot of people all at once. And there's always me speaking constantly everywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Praise the Lord. This is one of the things that he's given us to do, amongst many other things. Amen? So, on that note, if it excites you, the things that I said and the understanding of the baptism of Jesus, of the understanding of the obedience there, and, and how there were steps that Jesus took to get to where he was in his ministry. It wasn't like he was just bebopping along one day, walking down the road, and the Lord's like, Bow! Now's the time. And he's like, Okay, now's the time. Let's just lay hands on everything that moves, miracles, signs, and wonders just flowing everywhere. No, that Jesus took steps of obedience to the Lord, and it built. And it built, and it built, and it built. And then you see his ministry and the miraculous things that he did there. And he said that these things that I do, you'll do, and even greater. So, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if that's something that excites you. See, the life of a Christian isn't a life lived in mediocrity. The life of a Christian is a life that can be lived in excitement and in power and in love. That's what the, a Christian life is to be. People don't want to live a mediocre life. And why would you want to become a Christian just to live a mediocre life? There's no nothing to it. It's like, well, I can have the same suckhead life I had before, and I don't even need to be saved. So it's like, yeah, why bother? But when you realize that there's actually a whole lot more to your life and what can be the possibilities of it, then it changes things for you. So if you want that, if it's something that you desire, maybe you're the person that, that never been saved. Maybe you're the person that has been saved but never heard any preaching or teaching like this before. Then it, it's something that you're like, I want that. I, 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 kinda, I knew the word before, but I fell away. I want that. Then this is for you too. Maybe you're the person that's got, wow, derailed by life. Something happened and just you're not even sure if you're saved anymore. Then this is for you too. Pray this prayer with me. Do it now. Do it now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You pray from your heart with your mouth out loud. And I'm telling you, he won't fail you. If God ever fails you, you're the first one. And there's a lot of people on this planet, and there's been a lot behind us. Say this, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And just like that, New life for you, friend. New, new life. And I, I should, probably shouldn't even call you a friend, even though you are a friend, but you're a brother or a sister now. You're in a brand new family. Maybe you've never had family before. Now you do. you got a whole bunch of family. Amen? And that's something to be excited about. So, welcome to the family. You've been given a brand new life. The Bible says you're a new creation. And I think that's pretty awesome. So, thanks for joining with us thanks for being a part of the family i'm excited for what the lord's doing in your life one of the ways to continue growing is to keep tuning into what these videos are and the ones that will be following after all of advent's done okay so 
Tune into that. It's going to help you. It'll bring increase and growth into your life. Amen? And I think that's pretty awesome. So, here, come on. Somebody wants to say hi. Come on. Say hi. Hi. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Glad you're saved. Glad you're saved. Say, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. All right. Love you. See ya. All right. There it is. So, see, you even got some kids too. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that uh, you're, you're tuning in. Continue to do so. Hey, share it with people. If you know people that, that fit any one of those three types of categories in life, by all means, share it with them because you'll be a blessing to them and you'll be a part of their salvation. And that's pretty awesome. Another way you can be a part is uh, in giving. Jesus talked a lot about money and talked a lot about giving. So don't you let anybody tell you that, oh, that's some prosperity preacher and, and all they want is money and everything like that. No. Jesus had money. Jesus wasn't a poor slouch. Jesus knew what to do with wealth. Okay? And it takes money to travel, right, and, and move around. So Jesus had to have it. Plus, he was taking care of other families. So he was blessed to be a blessing. So by all means, give whatever the Lord would tell you to give. Ask him. That's what, this is what I, the only thing I ever ask of people to do when it comes to giving is ask the Lord what he would have you do. Do that, no more and no less. Do just that. That's what causes blessing to happen is the obedience of what he tells you to do in your giving. That's one of the simplest things to start work in your faith is obeying what the Lord has you to do in giving. We are where we are because of giving. Amen. So do what the Lord tells you to do in your giving. Now, the fun little announcement that ties directly in with what the giving is, and we got permission from the author, and it'll end up popping up over here because I don't have the book with me at the moment. But uh, we're going to be giving the book away uh, for with your giving, and it's, it's not here right now. It's going to probably be within the next week or two. Maybe we, we should have the books here, and I'll let you know then. But I'm just giving you the heads up now of uh, what we're going to do. And it's, uh, what is it, The Dominion Over Sickness and Disease by Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And we got a hold of him. Sarah got a hold of him just yesterday and got it set up that he gave us permission to be able to do this. So we're going to be ordering a, a bunch of his books in bulk. And that's what we're going to start doing um, for giving. So you're giving us something, and I'm going to give you something that will put some powerful scripture in your hands. Because he has the book, and he gives you scripture on it, and then teaches on it out of the book too. And it's not like it's a book this thick. It's a nice, easy, very readable book. And uh, it's the dominion that you have as a Christian over sickness and disease. So you're definitely going to want to get that so that you can have that operation for your life and also for the lives of the people that you love. So over here in or around or about that area is where she's going to pop the book up for you so that you can see what it is. And that's going to be our, our gift to you. And again, I'll let you know when we have them in hand. That way we can uh, start giving them out to you for the gifts that you sow. So it's, it's an amazing book. I, I know the man. He's an amazing minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So by all means, keep that in mind. That's what we got coming up. Was there anything else? The challenge accepted today. Challenge accepted. What do we got for today? Steps of obedience. Maybe you've missed it with the Lord on things before. 
ask him to forgive you, and ask him to show you what steps you need to take to live the fullness of your life. Take step number one. Step number one for you, maybe, if you've never been baptized before, would be to get baptized. And if you just got saved, find a good church. Reach out to us because, one, I want to hear that you got saved or recommitted or, or reaffirmed. And uh, I'll help you, you find a church to get plugged into. And you can plug in here with us, and we'll get you someplace where you can get baptized. Uh, so, And a lot of churches are more than happy to baptize people. So that, that'll be your, your hashtag challenge accepted. Be obedient to the, the, what the Lord tells you to do. Ask Him today, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And do that. That's your first step of obedience. There's your challenge, hashtag accepted, or challenge, hashtag challenge accepted. I had it backwards. Put the words right there. Okay, now it's in order. Hashtag challenge accepted. Alrighty. Awesome to be with you. I love you all. God bless you. Mwah! And I'll see you later. Hey, this is Jeremy Puckett from Fire Now Ministries. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Fire Now Ministries is an evangelistic outreach ministry, and we're based in Pennsylvania. We're constantly looking for ways to reach to the communities and spread the love of Christ. We just want to thank you for listening. Please take a moment and share this with others. Sharing helps. If you find yourself touched by this message, I want you to consider sowing a seed into this ground and join with us and help us in getting the gospel out. All the links are going to be in the description box, for, but for a simple way, PayPal me slash fire now. All gifts are tax deductible, 501c3, and I'll see you soon. Bye.